Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to the Windermere Coaching Minute podcast. And today, I am extremely excited. I've got a friend of mine, uh, Gretchen Adams. Gretchen, how are you? I am good, Michael. How are you? I'm terrific. Uh, for our listeners, Gretchen, I just thought I'd give them a little background. So you've been in real estate since 2004, and yeah. currently you hold your license with Red Key Real Estate in St. Louis. And we met through Ninja. Uh, yeah. And so uh, you're also a Ninja coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that. And you're also, you do you go around and you do talks about various things, but you're also a succession planner. Yes, and uh, that's what we want to talk about today, because I uh, I noticed uh, you would, you would uh, launch something on social media, which is coming out uh, the first part of the year, which we'll let you talk about that and kind of explain what that is. But uh, I saw this and it really kind of hit home for me because uh, I've been doing this since uh, 1996. Mm-hmm. And um, what I find, and you and I kind of were talking about this, is that there's a lot of agents that were independent contractors we have this great business that we're running and then we decide we're going to retire and most real estate agents do not know how to leverage that business into longevity income or long-term income and, and, and sell it basically. And mm-hmm. so when I saw you were doing this, I was like, okay, I've got to learn what you're talking about. So give me some background on this a little bit and we kind of talk through it uh, for our listeners. Yeah. So thank you. I, this is really something that's been on my mind since the mid 2000s. So I spent a long time in training new agents back in the day. All of a sudden I'm feeling very old. And (laughs) it was literally the second session that I was in with new agents. And I realized we, as an industry, we do this really great job of helping agents, you know, how do you do all the stuff in the job? But we don't really help them document their processes And we don't help them prepare for the end in mind. So I would always, from that day forward, I had a little diagram that I would show and I would draw draw this small sphere. And I'm like, this is your sphere of of, um, influence. This is the people. Then it's an arrow. This is the journey we're going to go on. We're going to develop relationships and it's going to develop into what I call an SOB. And that's a sphere of business. And you'll notice that it's much larger because we've worked really hard to do that. And as you and I talked previously is when we decide not to do this anymore, whether it's we're uh, retiring or we're going to go do something else, it's just like a big bouncing ball that just goes away. We don't do anything with it. So it's been on my bucket list for a long time, my life list to do something with this. And uh, two years ago, three years ago, I really just started documenting like what direction would I like 
to take this in. And it's my legacy project. And it's what I truly want to help change the industry, even if it's just a small percentage. Well, and I will tell you, this is a big need because I have yet to see, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people out say, hey, we do this, we do that. But here's what I find is that, um, you know, if, if you're a brand new agent, this is phenomenal information for you to set the structure in place. Mm-hmm. So that you get to that point, you can make that transition and make it be successful. If you're somebody who's thinking about maybe two years out, three years out, um, you still have time to say, okay, let's start maybe changing some things so we can do it. I will say the one difficult is I do have some people to go, well, I'm ready to retire. Now I just want to sell it. Somebody buy it. And now that's a little bit tougher to do. Yeah. <laughs> Not that it can't be done, yeah. but tougher. So kind of give me the groundwork. So let's start right from the beginning. So if you were sitting down with somebody and you were saying, okay, what you need to put in place in order for us eventually to get to where you want to go, what would that, what, what are some of the key components to that for succession planning? So uh, I believe there's four pillars. And the first pillar is identifying readiness. And you would do that even if you're not ready now, but just to how do I identify when I am ready? The second piece is business evaluation. And that's literally evaluating everything that you do in your business, every system, every process, every relationship. And I will, I'm going to say it right now. This is the heavy lift piece. Yep. This is the piece that either we haven't done it. Um, if we've done it, then it's easy. We don't need a forklift. Um, but like you said, if you're a brand new agent, this is vital information. Start now. Yeah. Documenting um, what you make, do. Yeah. Make your business more valuable. Right. Exactly. You know? And you have to align with someone, which is the next phase, which is selection and qualification. And when I talk about these pillars, these pillars are for whether you're going to be an acquiring agent you're taking on, or if you are a retiring agent, those are just the two categories. It's for both, just for clarification purposes. And then you just go through the selection and qualification process. You need to find out if this person that you want to do this business with is it a perfect match? And um, there's never any total perfect, you know, but you have to see if you're going to align well. And it's not as much as we put a lot of weight in the uh, business evaluation piece. I'm going to tell you the most important piece of all of this is transferring trust to one another. And you've got to have a high level of trust for this to work. You just need the foundational pieces for the trust to work. And then the last one is just a business strategy. What mm-hmm. is that strategy? You said, you know, if you have three years, that's great. Um, sometimes we don't have three years. Sometimes we've got 10 years. We want to start thinking about it. So then we have to decide what that, that strategy is that we're going to take for this partnership. So let me ask you this. So thinking about this, so readiness is obviously saying, okay, I've got to, pl- I've got, like we're planning, we're saying, okay, I'm going to be in this business for this amount of years. And then I want to transition it. So the readiness is really saying, I've got my systems in place. So help me with like processes. So for example, um, give me some ideas around some of those processes that you say you should have. Like if you were, if you were looking at my business right now, you say, Hey, Michael, here's where you got some good processes, but here's where you're lacking. What, what would those look like? Mm. So I'm going to tell you, it's everything that you do. It is your, um, I call it operational processes and, and planning, and it's your standards of practice. Um, it's you are an entrepreneur. How do you run your business? Um, everything from I have a new seller 
Um, what's my process? Um, I now have the houses listed. What's my process? Um, I have a seller who's under contract. You dive into the buyers, you dive into, you know, um, your communication. Um, what system do you use to communicate with, with everything? I'm going to tell you it's every single little facet of your business. And that's why it's a heavy lift because you and I both know, and everyone that's listening to us today, I believe that every realtor out there when they were born believes that they were given an additional gene that they can carry everything around in their head. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden the head gets heavy and we're like, well, yep. now what? So I'm here to tell you that you did not get that gene. Right. It's not well, a thing. Well, let me ask you this. And one of the things that we work with when we're doing coaching and for new agents coming in and they're always looking at, well, what do I need? I said, well, here's here's what I will tell you is that uh, the, the the how solid your database is in a couple areas. Number one is how much information do you have on that database? Yeah. Is it readily accessible? And is it in a, in a tool that allows it to be easily transferable or is it in a mm -hmm. tool that people are using? So for example, if you're going to buy my business, and I got to transfer all these clients to you. I also have to transfer the relationship and all the notes and all the history, but it's got to be put into something that's not proprietary to me that only I know how to use. Mm -hmm. Right. So, 100%. so how do we transfer that and make that easy uh, and that transition and that, and then what processes are your clients used to you doing? And are those going to be replicated? I guess is, is that, mm -hmm. is that kind of what you're saying? Yes, uh, absolutely. And I'm glad that you brought up that it's not just transferring clients because we can all have a, an Excel spreadsheet or a database full of clients. It's the relationships that were that were that were passing on. Yes. And that's why we have to have all of those documented. Who are they? How frequently do I stay in contact with them? Um, what is, you know, the last time that they, you know, that they sold a house? The other piece too, when we're looking at our client list, if you will, uh, you also need to be looking at the person that's retiring and some of the worth and the value that's in there is the people that are in their database and how many more moves really are left. Exactly. That's a good, that's really important. Yeah. Well, and, and let's look at the math on that. So what do they say that the average person moves? What, maybe, what is it? Four times, four times in their life, in their, in their lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Like that. So where are they? Where, where's the age of that database? How many mm -hmm. transactions have happened in that database? Um, that's something definitely to look at. That's that's very, very important. Um, mm -hmm. You know, how how frequently has that database been updated? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, you know, and and then also, too, I think what's the consistency of engagement that's been happening with that database? Because I experienced this not too long ago. Somebody was doing a transfer and they said, well, we got all these people. I said, well, what's their flow schedule? What do you mean? Well, <laughs> <laughs> have they been up to this point? Have they been communicating with them effectively? Um, and then, and then, you know, because if they haven't, you know, those people may not even be connected to that agent. They don't, they don't have a clue about that. Right. You know, and, and you're trying to put a dollar, uh, a dollar amount on this, on this, on this database. And so um, those, those are some, those are some big keys. So, so database, your process, very, very important to have that solidified and, and documented is what I'm hearing. Um, and consistency to it that you're doing the same same way every time. Let's talk about relationships for a minute because this is something that I've always found to be difficult and it's there, there's not one right way to do it, but we talk about having to transfer the relationship. What do you see that time frame being? So in an ideal world, if I was going to transition, let's say into your database, mm -hmm. how long do you want to have us maybe working together so that relationship can get transferred? 
You know, I, there's uh, there's probably not a perfect, but I would say the one that's the most perfect is if we have a little bit of time. And three years is nice. Mm -hmm. uh, it gives us time to develop those relationships. I think there's three phases there. In the beginning, we're matching and mirroring. You know, whatever I'm doing, you're doing. Um, our marketing is the same. You know, because you and I know that when we get things in the mail, like we're visual people, we take a look at it. And if it looks the same, then that piece of it is a little more flawless. And then we're going to um, go into a phase where we're blending. Now we're going to get together. We're going to blend. We're going to, you know, we're going to really start the introductions. Um, the one thing that you never want to do in the very early stages is the person that's retiring uh, or leaving. You don't want to say, okay, in three years I'm leaving. You know, that we don't want to do that. We want to do it, you know, a little more systematically. So then we're in a blending stage and then we're in that stage of phasing out. Right. Um, so that that retiring agent would phase out. So I know that I'm making it sound very simple, but we can complicate things. But I do like to keep it as simple as possible. Right. So let me ask you this. What if there was only a year? What What would your advice be to somebody to say, hey, I've got a year and I want to be out and I've kind of identified this person and mm -hmm. they had their process and everything documented. Yeah. What would be your advice there? So I think we still do the same phases. Um, you're going to go through the same everything that I've said, those four pillars, you're going to go through that. We're just going to exp expedite it. A little quick, a little more quickly. Okay. And um, that means that everybody's got to be focused. We got to be on the same page. And we would probably spend more time in the blending than we would in the matching and mirroring. Got it. Okay. Um, introducing, you know, to those strong relationships that we have and focusing really on that. So here's a good question. So would you say, would you say, hey, we're bringing on a team member? Mm -hmm. uh, and we're now working as a team and that would be kind of the beginning of it. And then eventually you'd get to the point where now you're transitioning out and mm -hmm. the team member is basically taking over, but you do that over, you know, let's say if it's a year, so maybe it's, we're a team for four months and then slowly we start moving out. Yeah, you could yeah. do that. There's, uh, you know, what's really fun about this is that there's no right or wrong way. Yep. Everyone is different. Um, I've had clients that say, I do not want a partnership or a team. I don't want that, but I do like this person. I identify this person as being a good, you know, person to take over my business. Um, the other, the, the flip side of it too, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this today. All these things that we're talking about is for the acquiring agent also. That acquiring agent needs to show up and, and do you have the systems in place to take on, right. you know, this additional um this additional business, these additional relationships. That's key. That's missed a lot. I, oh, I would agree with you. And I also think, you know, you're, you're, they don't know you very well. And so in some cases you have to amp up that interaction, whether it's, Hey, we're, you know, I know uh, someone we were working with recently, they did a client appreciation party where everybody was there and they, you know, they introduce and they talk to each other and they get to know each other. Cause not only is it just that you're going to now start marketing to them, you know, that's, that's part of it. But the other piece is you got to build a relationship and this gets back to some of the ninja principles is the face-to-face, -face, the voice-to-voice, -voice, the phone calls, you know, to getting to know each other. Uh, and I always equate it to this, you know, whenever we're looking at owners that are wanting to sell their company and owner says, well, we're going to sell the company. I said, well, you know, if you sell the company and you leave mm -hmm. and all these agents are tied to you, they say, I'm here because of you. And you don't transition that relationship and that new owner steps in. Those agents might go someplace else where they've got another relationship that's more solidified than the one that that, that that new owner is stepping into. And that is the same concept, I believe, and you can verify that if not, but that happens uh, in the transition of a database with your clients. It does. You know, um, that, that, that database also, it should always be in categories 
based on relationship. Yes. And if they're not just people that are thrown in there and the easier transition that you can make is also that it's, it, if you have those identified, like what are my actual relationships? Who are my A people? Who are my A plus plus people? Who are the B? And then who are just the, you know, the C's that are, you know, down here, there's not as much worth there. Right. Um, that's really important. So here's, here's the, maybe a tougher question. So evaluations and, and payment structure. So uh, mm -hmm. like somebody said to me, well, hey, if, if we're going to team up and we're going to work together, is there like a percentage split that we do on the existing business until we slowly transition it over? And then is there like maybe a balloon payment where they say, okay, now we're, we're paying it off. Uh, and we're now owning that database. And now we're going to collect, you know, 100% of the of the commissions that come in off those transactions. Mm -hmm. Or is it a more of a long term thing where, you know, maybe for a year after they've they've done it, you know, they pay it over time. I mean, have you seen different ways that work well? Or is there a certain way that you suggest for them as they try to try to see how they're going to sell it, if you will? So you went down a really great path right there. You know, we can start in one one spot and we're going to give it a period of time. And then, you know, once that uh, retiring agent is really transitioning out, you know, it becomes something different. Sometimes there's a small payment that's made up front. And then there's usually an agreement that by the end of, you know, year three, since that was our example, yep. this is this is the minimum, you know, that we agree upon that, you know, that I would receive. So there is a level of communication that needs to happen even post-transition because of the money that is involved. Um, so it's a little trickier. Everyone's a little bit different how they want to handle it. Um, I think the one thing that keeps growing is in relationship to the payment is what is the role, if any, of the retiring agent? Right. And that's growing. And I call them toe dippers because I have many conversations where they'll say, okay, well, I'm ready. Like, I want to be out of this, you know, three years, I want to be done, whatever time frame they give me. And then there's this space, there's this airspace. And then they say, but, and I'm just like, wait for it. And they say, I want to take care of my family, or I want to take care of my friends, or that's when we start muddying up the water. Where they don't, they don't want to let go of some of those clients. They want to keep working with some of those clients. Yeah. But they want to, but they're going to, they're going to cherry pick them. Yeah. Yeah. So understanding both parties, especially retiring agent, what their level of um, being able to, uh, I'm totally blanking on the word that I'm looking for all of a sudden, um, delegate Del their level of delegating yep. and how well have you delegated through the course of your, of your career? That really tells us a lot and why they want to be a toe dipper is typically they've maybe not been a great delegator. Exactly. And they want to hold on. And and there was another key piece there that I think is really important too, is that um, is the quality of the service that the person that's stepping in to buy the business that provides. Because mm -hmm. There's this level of service that they're accustomed to. And this agent stepping in doesn't have that same level or is doing things very differently. Um, it's going to be very different. And, and I'll, I'll equate it to um, with my financial planner. When mm -hmm. I, my financial planner worked with her for 20 years and she says, Hey, we're making some changes. We're, I'm bringing on a partner, this guy named David, great guy. And she goes, but I want to introduce you to him. And so for a while, she was in on the conversations. They were both there. And I got to, I got to start to, starting to trust David, but David did things the same way Dana did. Mm. So I didn't have to change. 
for how David ran it. David, you know, meshed into my world. And then after time, pretty soon, Dana said, well, I'm not going to be on this call today. I'm like, okay, David and I are great. And then yeah. Dana's just gone. Right now, yeah. <laughs> while I can still talk to her, but I'm fine with that. And I'm fine with that transition. She just said, hey, David's taking it over. He's going to start running the calls now. And David had a different process. I guarantee you, I probably would have second guessed and said, you know, maybe it's time for me to find somebody new. Mm-hmm. And so, I, and I think, and these same things apply and we see other industries that do it very, very well, but for whatever yeah. reason, we don't have a set. So let's talk about, so like if I was, if I was thinking, okay, now I want, I want to learn how to have a succession plan with my business and maybe I'm not doing it now, but down the road, or maybe I'm ready to do it in the next year or two years. Mm-hmm. How could you help me? What 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 could Gretchen help me do? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's we we go into um, you know, let's first talk about foundation. And foundation to me is how do we run our business? And we start there and see where what do you have that's working really well? What is missing? Where are the gaps? And really it's that part of it. It's where you are right now. Let's just see what it is. What do you need to improve on before you get to the place where you want to succeed out? And, See, and it sounds very basic. Yeah. And well, and and I'm and I'm sure there's processes and homework and looking at it and evaluating it and saying what looks and then helping them probably identify who might be the, the right fit for them. Yes. Uh, and then figuring out, okay, so what is the what is the formula mm-hmm. that work best for the transition in terms of dollars and cents? Correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's great. So when 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 is all this going to come out? When are you going to be offering something like this yeah. for people who are one who are listening that might say, hey, now's the time for me? Yeah. So I'm hard launching it in January. Um, I just little background. I have two different workbooks that I created and they're not for sale, like on their own. It's part of the the program. So um, one of them is helping you with that foundational piece mm-hmm. and uh, getting that into play. Again, that's the heavy lift. It's where I get a lot of resistance, but it's very important And so there's that piece of it. And then there's the actual succession planning guidebook. That's those four pillars and all the things that you need inside of there. So it can be a one-on-one situation. I'm also going to launch a group, more of a group learning um, class as well. And the name of the company is Taking the Lead Today. Taking the Lead Today. Yep. Takingtheleadtoday.com. If you go there today, you're not going to find anything. Um, (laughs) It's Gretchen uh, finishing up those last few things, but everything will be well defined there as to how it works and how you can how you can reach out to me. Well, I think that's great, and um, I, I I would I would highly recommend anybody who's thinking about well, if I mean even if you are still you've got another fifteen years under your belt before you're going to leave real estate, is at least get some understanding of some of these things, the four pillars that you talked about, and your processes, and think about. How, when you're ready to leave the business, how have you built this business that can be transferred with the relationships that you can have, that you can sell? Because, you know, it's worth a lot of money. And I'm amazed how many um, how many companies. And here's another thing I would say. If I'm an owner of a company, yes. <laughs> if I'm an owner of a company and I've got these agents that are working hard and they're getting ready to retire, it's in my best interest as the owner of the company to start thinking about how am I helping my agents who are thinking about retiring to transition within within my company because that's a great recruiting tool you know yes. recruiting agents say hey you know what not only we're we going to bring you in and give you all these services but by the way we've got some people getting ready to leave where we feel we can mesh up and make mm-hmm. some transitions where you can take on that business i'd be doing that day in and day out yes i uh bravo well said yeah. it's uh it's part of your it could be part of your culture 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, what a great way to help a newer agent grow a business, teach them how to truly be an entrepreneur and run their business like a business, and then making great connections with the ones that are ready to leave. And, you know, I'm going to say it again, we're not always retiring. Right. Sometimes they just have another opportunity, but yet they've built a really great business around really great relationships. And why let that go? It's a stream of income for a period of time. Absolutely. In fact, we've had some agents through Windermere that have uh, put their put their license on referral only, right? So they've, we call it putting it on ice, but it's a referral only, but they've transitioned their business. So even though they've set up a time frame, maybe it's four, five, six years where they're still getting uh, referral fees off that database. So they didn't actually, I mean, the, the agent took it over. There wasn't a big balloon sum, but what happens is over this amount of time, uh, there is uh, there's referral business that they're getting paid on. Mm -hmm. um, so they have business and they're and they're like you said, they're doing something else. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that option right there, I find it to be very simple. And a lot of people are very happy with just a referral base and not having maybe a specific number. Yeah. You know, again, there's so many different ways that you could do it. But yeah, that's Great awesome. For leadership. So so if, if if the listeners today want to get a hold of you, reach out to you, uh, what's the best contact information for you for them to find out kind of what's coming in January? Yep. So you could always call me and my I'm in St. Louis. My number is 314-852-5537. Or if email, you could text me there too, but email also it's Gretchen at GretchenMarieAdams.com. Terrific. And I'll put those, I'll put that in the show notes okay. as well. And uh, hey, I just want to say thank you for taking the time today to jump on this with me. I think this is a, a big piece that's kind of missing in our industry a little bit. I don't think anybody's really mastered it. And mm -hmm. so I'm excited to see that somebody's taking kind of the lead to say, hey, there's a way to do this and a way to do it effectively. And for our listeners, take advantage of it. So uh, just to find out, you know, what might be an opportunity for you to learn a little bit more about how you build your business so that you can, you know, someday, you know, either retire or do something different, but still have some income coming in because of it, because you've put a lot of energy and effort into making that happen. Yeah, absolutely. You should have some kind of return on that investment. Absolutely. Well, hey, thank you so much. And uh, we always like to end these by letting our listeners know if you like the content you heard today, please feel free to give us a rating and also share this content. If there's something that you'd like us to talk about that we're not talking about, reach out to me directly, fanningwinner.com. And uh, Gretchen, hey, have a great day. And then we always end these by saying, be awesome and help somebody. Great. Thank you. You be awesome too. More okay. awesome than you already are. <laughs> Thank you, Gretchen. Have a great day. Uh, thanks, you too. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.